Tonight, I am joined by my best friend Tiffany for a virtual sleepover of sorts, just like back in the good old days where we used to build a fort in my grandma's basement, light some candles, maybe steal a bag of Doritos, and tell scary stories. So, we are going to be discussing the most haunted locations around the world. And it got me to thinking... What causes a haunted house? People like you and I and those involved in ghost lore often think that a house or building that is haunted is being inhabited by disembodied spirits of the deceased or maybe former residents connected with the property in some way. But parapsychologists often attribute hauntings to the spirits of the dead who have suffered from violent or tragic events at the location, such as murder, accidental death, suicide. But toxicologists believe that chronic exposure to substances such as carbon monoxide, pesticides, and even formaldehyde can lead to hallucinations of hauntings in a house. So, basically, this resulted in toxicologists calling this, quote, haunted house syndrome, end quote. Which, I feel like, is a cop-out way of saying someone is imagining things, which is bullshit. So, in that case... You could just about call anything a fucking syndrome. But I would like one of these toxicologists to spend a week at some of the locations we're about to talk about and then tell me it was caused by sniffing some bad gas. Yeah. Because I promise you, by the time we conclude the episode, the only gas present will be the kind that comes out of your asshole. So... Let's get started, and let me know what you think. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Cosmic Peach Podcast, and it is the Halloween edition of the Cosmic Peach Podcast. And what are we talking about tonight? Well, we are talking about all things haunted. 
So let's get started. Tonight I am joined by my bestiest of besties, Tiffany, and we are discussing the world's most haunted. Tiff, how are you? Julia, I am doing fabulous. I am so excited to be here and to get spooky. Oh my god, it's Halloween! Yay! <laughs> September 1st, immediately Halloween. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's go ahead and uh, what we're going to do is basically I have some locations, you have some locations. Definitely. And we're going to talk hauntings. We're going to talk what maybe caused it, what's going on. So what is our first location tonight? All right. So our first location that I found is the infamous Cecil Hotel. Um, most famous for the death of Elisa Lamb, the mysterious unsolved, to me at least, death of her. Mm -hmm. um, the hotel opened in 1924, downtown LA. The first actual recorded death was a suicide of a man in his room, but there were multiple other reports of other suicides. Then obviously Richard Ramirez stayed there. Um, which is funny because we just did that sugar spice and everything conspiracy. We were talking about Richard Ramirez and now it's like I say in a lot of my episodes, everything kind of leads back to like something else. It's all connected. <laughs> it's so creepy. Um, but yeah, so supposedly he committed some of his crimes there as well. There was an Australian serial killer that was also arrested for murdering three sex workers in the hotel. Mm. And you know, the funny thing about the Cecil is it when it was built, it was like the nicest part of L.A. And mm -hmm. over the years, it's turned into Skid Row. And so you get a lot of drug addicts in there. You obviously have what happened to Elisa Lamb taking place there. And she died a heinous death. I was just watching her elevator footage before the meeting just to kind of get myself in the mood and it's so disturbing. It's so like, creepy. What is she looking at? Who is she talking to? Why is she pressing all the buttons? And some people say like these fucking toxicologists, oh, she was on drugs, but it doesn't look yeah. like drugs to me. And, and then the fact that her body was found with the lid closed. Now, how is she closing the lid? That it does, it never has made any sense to me. How are you climbing two ladders on drugs? Because <laughs> I can barely find my drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got two serial murderers, a couple of suicides, and then we have Elisa Lamb turning up dead. What else do we have at the Cecil? Anything else noteworthy? Um, no, just lots of suicides. There was victims of rape, physical assault, and stabbing in the late 1960s. People were discovered dead in their rooms. Oh, my God. So, lots of death. The Cecil Hotel has been inspiration for two separate things. The first being a movie called Dark Water which was basically the water this lady and her kid moves into an apartment and the water has like a weird thing you know yeah. she's like suspecting something is weird going on with this water and then they find a dead kid in the water tank just like elisa lamb the exact story the exact story and then it's also the inspiration for the season of american horror story called hotel love that season right so 
Did you know that that was it was inspired by the Cecil? I did actually know that. So that is crazy to me because what did they do in that season? They basically had an episode where it was like a bunch of dead serial killers getting together. Remember that? It was like Richard Ramirez and like yeah, and so and they were having like this weird dinner together, like their ghosts Mm -hmm. were having. So yeah, I find that very very interesting about the Cecil Hotel. Now, yeah. do you think that all this activity, people like what they see there, what what the bad energy, do you think it's because of like the, the sordid past, like all the dark shit that happened there? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's, you can't deny it. I mean, if you do, you're crazy. <laughs> like the, yeah. all the, all the facts are there. It's all the signs are there. It's just a, a haunted place. And even uh, the guy from Ghost Adventures, I didn't actually watch the episode on it, but he went there and had unexplained scratches on him, said he saw his bathroom faucet turn on. I would have booked it. Oh, me too. And let's let's think of it like this. What if all the dark stuff that has happened there and the people who have stayed there, Richard Ramirez, the Australian serial murderer, what if they have, like, opened up some kind of a portal in there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a giant gate portal to hell. It's so scary. I honestly, like, for the sake of just saying I did it, I would love to go stay there and just be scared shitless, but I honestly don't know if I could do it. Okay, so you're not staying, you're not staying a night at the Cecil. I would go with you. (laughs) (laughs) We could do a ghost adventure. Oh that would God. be fun, actually, because I feel like you're more of a scaredy cat than I am, But so I'd have to be strong for you. I'm like the scaredy cat that wants to be brave, and she tries so hard with it, then she's just like, no, I changed my mind. No. Yeah, never mind, never mind. I'm going to say the Cecil Hotel is maybe like, on a scale of one ghost to ten ghosts, I'm giving it six ghosts. What are you okay. giving it? I think I'm going to go with a seven. Seven, seven ghosts, ghosts on that one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. What What's our next location? All right. So next I have actually the White House in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't even know it was haunted until I started researching it. And a lot of... A lot of activities going on in that White House. Uh, I can only imagine the crazy things and dark, mysterious things that have gone on in that building. And everyone that stays there has seen sightings of Abraham Lincoln by his fireplace. So creepy. Um, They've heard knocking on the door and opened it up and seen Abraham Lincoln standing there. Um, The wife of John Adams carrying her laundry basket in the room where she used to hang her clothes just nuts so there's many accounts that abraham lincoln was himself very much interested in the paranormal and he his kid died there you know and he was conducting all these weird seances in the white house now i okay let's get conspiratorial here for a second you want to talk about a vortex to some dark shit presidents pedophilia Mm. war crimes like all this stuff like there's not been a single positive anything in that place 
Agreed. Built by slaves. I mean, you honestly would be hard-pressed to find another building in the world that probably has a darker past than the White House. Yeah. I'm never going in there. Not even with you. <laughs> oh, no, no. I see. No, I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there. And for for Abraham Lincoln, and I have another episode that I mentioned, like, the movie Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Have you watched that movie? I have not. Okay. So, basically, it's like a, like a stupid movie about, well, it could have truth in it, but he was like a vampire hunter or whatever and if in this episode I basically break down how like things can get taken out of context like somebody who drinks blood Mm -hmm. okay Megan Fox (laughs) right so so have they made vampires look like a joke to disguise what the shit they really get up to because they've been known to do this stuff pedophilia blood drinking like and we call it vampires and we think that it's a fucking joke because that sounds hilarious but they're really doing some of this stuff so when we're talking in context of like the white house i wouldn't go in there if you gave me a mill i'm i'm terrified of the place they've got they've got demons up in there honestly I don't even think I'd go on the property. Like, it can't just be the... It's the whole grounds, the whole... Everyone associated with it. Did you know that there was... There's been UFO sightings over the White House? I can only imagine. Yeah, they're portaling some shit in there. That's my... That's my take. So, I'm gonna give the White House... Eight ghosts. Where are you? Yeah, I'm calling it an eight as well. This one's up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm eight ghosts on the White House. So, that being said, what is our next location? All right, let's see what we have next. The Island of the Dolls in Mexico City. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the lake. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, but yeah, so the story of the Island of the Dolls. Apparently, there were three girls playing by the water. One of the girls fell in, drowned. Her spirit never left the island. That was in the 1920s. So in 1950, this guy named Julian Santin Barrera moved to the island, left his family, wanted to like be alone, moved to the island. Um, he reported like hearing the girl talking to him, so he started to bring her dolls. She would tell him the story, how she drowned here and she can't leave, and he would take her dolls, trade like fruits and vegetables for these dolls to bring to this ghost. And he would like it became she became insatiable. He was telling his I don't remember if it was his brother or his cousin he was talking to about her and he was like I can't please her like the dolls aren't enough and that very same night he was found in the same spot that the girl drowned and he drowned so now it's said that his spirit also haunts the island with the little girl okay now see Tiffany now okay let me take a second here yeah because I think what he was talking to was a demon Okay. Very much so. They like to take the form of children. They don't speak anything but lies. And when you're talking about, oh, it was insatiable. 
it wanted Barbie dolls, which I have an episode coming up very soon about how Barbie dolls are demonic. Fucking porcelain dolls. Have you seen one of those? Oh my god, the creepiest. I can't. I won't even. I will turn them around. Like, don't look at me. No. Little glass faces. Fuck off. (laughs) All the way off. All the way off. And so, hearing that story, I've never heard it before. I feel like he was talking to a demon. Yeah. I honestly didn't even think about it. I was just in awe. I'm like, ooh, it just creeped me out immediately. Is but this yeah. real? He really died? This guy really died right there. This yeah. is real. This is real. He really uh, died there. And other people that have been on the island, especially at night, say that they hear the dolls whispering to them. Um, and, that their eyes, and that their eyes follow you. <laughs> that, I'm, giving, I'm giving that nine ghosts. I might have to give that one a ten because honestly... Just dolls. I fucking can't. What? I just can't. <laughs> I'm like getting goosebumps. I'm like freaking out over here. I just don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you, but you had Barbies though. I did, but the pictures. Let me see. Nobody that's listening can see the picture. But look how creepy. Oh that my doll god! Was. It's a fucking porcelain doll. Yeah. So that, yeah, I drive myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing myself in. For real, for real. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay. Next. Next. Okay, so okay. Actually, as I was researching that one more, I wasn't even going to do this one. It was a last minute decision, but I found it as I was researching the Island of Dolls. Hopefully, I'm saying it correctly. Paveglia Island in Venice, Italy. Um, so it was abandoned by refugees in the 14th century and became a quarantine colony for many of the Venetians. Venetians? Venetians. Yes, Venetians. They were sent there to die. They were, like, diseased and literally sent to this island to die. They were um, diseased of what? What disease? Oh, man, I would have to look it back up on my phone. Like plague? Like, yeah, what did they have? Like, it was actually, like, the... Black Death, they said, that swept over Venice. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, go ahead. They had the plague. Yes. Um, And then in the 1800s, it became a mental asylum, but a lot of people say that's not the actual case. There was a lot of ill treatment that went on there and a lot of experiments that happened there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in 1930, one of the doctors um, actually committed suicide and jumped from the bell tower. So he also died there. Um, A lot of people say that they hear voices and screaming. And supposedly fishermen won't even fish on the island because they're afraid they're going to pull up human remains. Okay. Okay. So before I go on a tangent, is there anything else about this place? Not really. The Ghost Adventures guy went there too, I guess, and was possessed. He got like an overwhelming like rage upon him. And yeah, it's just said as soon as you step foot on the island, you it's like an oppressive evil feeling that's just upon you. Okay, so we're we're back to the demons. Okay, so have you ever seen one of the old doctor masks that they would wear when they treated Those creepy the- like yeah the bird beak masks. Okay, so what they did was the beak of that fucking thing, they would stuff with herbs and that what they said was 
the plague had to get through all the herbs before it could get to their nose, and that was keeping them from getting the plague. But it's just funny to me because their ears were exposed, their they wore glasses, so but their mouth was still exposed. But they thought like stuff in that bird beak mask with all those like essential herbs and like eucalyptus and that would keep them from getting the plague. But what it, all it's done for me is creep me the fuck out every time I see one. Absolutely. So I I see it did nothing but become a permanent staple in like the horror genre for oh, me. Yeah, no, that's very creepy look. <laughs> oh. And so basically they quarantined these people off on an island because they had the plague and I'm assuming that they just tossed their bodies into the water or something after they died. Yeah. They had I mean, or it burned them. Or burned them. Now, see, that would make more sense because you wouldn't want to infect your own water supply. Right. With the plague. But that's still, like, unmarked graves. That's still, like, unfinished business. That's still trauma. And, like, maybe these people died suddenly and then, like, they don't even realize they're dead. And there's a lot going on there. I don't, I wouldn't say, like, like it's a portal or anything, but I think there's a lot of negative energy, lots of you know suffering stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like super duty pretty haunted. Yeah, I'm giving it six ghosts. I think I'm gonna go with seven again. I am a scaredy cat. <laughs> um, yeah, just all, especially all like the mental experiments and all the like that's just psychotic I can't imagine the energy there my I feel like I would have a panic attack immediately oh my god yeah okay yeah you're going seven ghosts on that one all right what do we have next okay so next I have the Franklin Castle that's actually in Cleveland Ohio it was built in the 1800 by Hannes Tiedemann hopefully I'm saying that correctly he was known around Cleveland to be a cruel and abusive man He, as soon as they moved into the house, like, just mysterious deaths started happening. His daughter died. I guess not mysterious. She died from diabetes at 14. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Just strikes the the little red flag. Um, And then Tiedman's mother died in the same house. And then three more of his children. Then after that, his wife, Louise, who also passed away in the house due to liver failure... Then he finally moves out of the house. So rumors are going around that this guy is, like, killing off all his family members. But it's never proven he moves away. The next people that move into the house is, like, a family of six kids. Like, the man, the wife, and six kids. And I guess on the first night there, the kids um, heard a girl crying and then saw a woman standing in the window. So that's obviously the guy's daughter and wife. Mm -hmm. So... I immediately was like, I don't think that girl died of diabetes. I don't think that woman died of liver failure. I think there's something evil in that house that is taking all the people from in it. I honestly don't even think I believe that it was the husband. Because I'm like, I don't know. I guess it could be. Do you I don't know, know what it reminds me of? Did you ever watch, not the show, but the movie Hill House? I never watched the movie, no. And I guess there's a novel, too. I've never read mm-hmm. that. It's very similar to that, where it was like, and then they, of course, they spoofed it. It made it stupid and goofy for a scary movie, too. But basically, it's like the mansion, 
and he offed like I think he offed his wife, he offed his kids, and the people that that go to the mansion. They see the kids. They see, and so maybe that's that movie was inspired by the Franklin Castle. Yeah, maybe. I never even thought of that. It is very similar. It's very that. similar. Yeah. So, is this something that is like a B and B now, or like what is it? No. So I'm actually pretty sure that this is closed off for tours. Um, people can only drive by it. You're not allowed to go in it. It's private property. <laughs> oh my god! So you can't even go in the fucking place. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was apparently an illegal liquor production during the prohibition as well. Oh. So they were selling spirits. <laughs> Maybe he was a murderer. Maybe he was. I don't know. But a priest, I guess, the family that lived there with the six children, the priest advised them to finally move out in 1974, and they did. So I guess they all made it out alive. So maybe it was the husband killing them all. I don't know. Very interesting. I'm going to give it five ghosts. I think I'm going to give this one five as well. Okay. Because I need I need just a few more deaths and I need just a few more people seeing shit there besides Absolutely. just the one family, you know? Right. But it's still super de duperty creepy. Any kind of well, death that's happening anywhere, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> no, fuck that. So yeah. what is your final location? Okay, so our final location actually hits very, very close to home, even closer than Cleveland, is in Madison, Ohio, which is basically my backyard. I work in Madison, Ohio. I live seven minutes away from Madison, Ohio. So this is the story of the Madison Seminary, which I've actually never been to, and I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'm extremely disappointed. Okay, go ahead. All right, so the Madison Seminary was chartered in 1845. Um, It was a secondary education institution, basically a school until college and shit got real big and, like, they started opening up universities and things like that. So they kept adding to this building. They did several, several additions. The first edition was for, like, a boarding hall. Um, And then, like I said, once other schools got going, this ended up closing down in 1891. So it was purchased in 1890 by the Ohio Women's Relief Corps. Um, And it was a unique institution that cared for the wives and widows of Ohio military veterans from like Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War One and Two. So lots of military widows, wives, families, Mm -hmm. children. The house, I guess, became outgrown. They were housing too many people, so they had to do more additions to it. In 1904, the Women's Relief Corps, WRC, donated the building to the state of Ohio because they could no longer afford to maintain it. Um, So the state operated it for a while without charge. It was said that they couldn't um, abandon, they couldn't sell it again until all of the women that were in there have passed away like they couldn't just take it out from under them basically they had to finish Mm -hmm. out their stays there in 1915 it said there were the only 
residents there were three mothers, one sister, a daughter, and 35 widows. And the mothers were ages 94 to 96. Then they just kept adding to it. All of the people that died there were buried on the lot in one of the grounds. All unmarked graves just buried in one location on the grounds. The Madison home, the WRC, seized operation in 1962, and it was taken over by the Ohio Department of Mental Hygiene and Corrections. It forced, actually, 13 women were ordered to leave, which upset them. They weren't supposed to have to go. Uh, It was just so crazy. Then it became known as Opportunity Village, and it housed honor inmates. However, you can become an honor inmate from the Ohio Women's Reformatory in the 60s. So the inmates worked as the staff, any inmate that died there as well, buried on the ground. Who knows what those people were into? So then there were more additions made and also served as an extension of Apple Creek State Hospital that housed mentally disabled women as well. And in 1964, briefly used as annex of Cleveland State Hospital for aged senile women. So it started off as a supposed good thing to house these poor widows and families of these military men and turned into just housing all these crazy people. And and criminals. Yeah. Honor inmates, Julia. Honor inmates. Yeah. Good, good behavior inmates. But yeah, so, people are all these unmarked graves, is what I heard. Yeah. Buried. And it's crazy because they could have potentially buried people on top of people. Right. You you might have like a John Wayne Gacy's basement. Situated or not basement, but house. under his house. Right. Like yeah. just bodies bodies every oh my god so and you said you said this was close to a cemetery too you said before we got started so actually there's a cemetery directly next to it and then my cast mill farm that i work at is literally right next to that oh so have people seen shit here has people Yes, some of the township employees have claimed to witness ghosts, always women. That's really it. They just witness it. They said they feel a little cold when they enter. Mm-hmm. Not the whole grounds, but that specific lot where everyone's buried. The home lot is what they called it. And they do offer tours there. So I'm going to have to sign up for that. Like a ghost tour? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to say just because of the amount of bodies that are probably buried out there, you could be walking right over a dead person and not even know it. That's sacrilegious. I'm going to give it eight ghosts. Yeah, I the fact that it's got a cemetery directly next to it now, too, I think I'm going to have to give it a nine ghosts. Okay, nine that ghosts on that. Eight. Yep. Adds okay. a factor to it. Yeah, no, that... that is just can you imagine like think about that they're just burying corpses everywhere on top of each other unmarked graves and some of the people that they buried were not criminals yeah and then some of them were like the one lady that was that died there she was an inmate and she was in there for oh shoot I don't remember something in illegal abortions she was just performing a bunch of illegal abortions and like who are you stop 
So she lived there? Yeah, well, when it was like the reformatory or whatever, when the women got sent there, she was there. She was an honor inmate. She was an honor inmate who died there. Mm-hmm. And was buried out there. Illegal abortions. Okay, see, yeah, now, I, I stand by my answer, but that's gotta be bad energy all over that place. Oh, it was manslaughter. <laughs> manslaughter and illegal abortions. Manslaughter. And illegal abortions. What did she do? Abort the babies and then kill the mother? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me put you through all this pain and suffering and then just also take your life. But I'm an honor. I'm an honor inmate, I swear. Oh my god. Okay. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to read you some locations that I found. And you'll get to give me your commentary. And we'll rate them 1 to 10 on the ghosts. So, my first location is the Banff Springs Hotel, dubbed the Castle in the Rockies. So, while its luxurious rooms and stunning sweeping views of Alberta, Canada are often praised, the structure has become known for something else, which is ghosts. So, it was built in the 19th century, and the Banff first opened its doors on June 1st, 1888. And basically, it was a massive success because rich European people loved the idea of, like, this luxurious stay while they're out in the middle of the wilderness of Alberta, Canada. So, over time, there's been a lot of guests that have come and gone, um, but some guests at the Banff Springs Hotel never left basically. And fun fact the Banff Springs Hotel has hosted celebrities like Marilyn Monroe and Queen Elizabeth. Mm. So a little bit about the activity. The Okay, there's this mysterious non-existent room called 873 that's located on the 8th floor. And legend has it that a man with his wife and daughter checked into room 873. And shortly after, the man murdered his entire family before killing himself. And those who stayed in the room afterwards would hear violent screaming in the middle of the night. And the housekeepers would claim to see bloody fingerprints on the mirror that wouldn't come off, but then would like later mysteriously disappear. So they got so many complaints over the years about that room. The hotel decided to seal the room off completely and whatever lurks inside room 873 lies dormant waiting for its next guest so another portion of the activity is there's also said to be a former bellman of the hotel named sam mccauley who worked at the hotel in the 70s and he would actually say often 
before he passed away that he would always stay at the hotel. So today, there are a bunch of reports of like phantom lights and elevators opening and closing without anyone there. And they attribute this to Sam, but this is what gets me. Some guests have reported receiving help from an elderly bellman in an outdated uniform. <laughs> so, oh, hell no. <laughs> yes. Now, the most famous of the activity is the story of the doomed bride. And as the story goes, a young couple was renting the bridal suite and they were supposed to get married in the Cascade Ballroom. However, before the wedding started, the bride was climbing up the staircase and her dress caught on fire from one of the torches sliding the stairwell. And in a panic to put her fucking dress out, she tripped and fell on the stairs, breaking her neck and dying. And to this day, guests claim to see the bride dancing alone in the Cascade Ballroom. I'm giving this eight ghosts. Where are you? I'm giving it nine ghosts. That poor bride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Wow, I mean... That's tragic. It's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. And here you are. Damn, my dress is on fire. Dead. Next snap. Dead. 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 And I mentioned this before, but it's like how many times have we seen a ghost and not fucking known it was a ghost? I'm sure so many that I can't even... If I so they're seeing like this elderly bellman in an outdated uniform, mm-hmm. and they think nothing of it. It's just for me, I would have so many questions. Like, why does this feel weird? And I'm already you're at it's a ghost. Yeah, I'm already skeptical of people in general. So if I see someone that's out of whack, I'm absolutely going to question that. Uh, fuck yes. And that, like, that non-existent room, like, 837 or whatever. 873, sorry. You know, it reminds me of the movie 1408. I forgot all about that movie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Josh Oh, my God, yeah. Doesn't that remind you? Yeah. That movie? You think about that. So, a lot of the things that we take as, like, it's a movie or made, like the Hill House. Yeah, no, a lot of things remind me, like bring me back to that. Is everything based on some kind of a true story? That's the scary part. I know it is. And I believe, yes, it is. I mean, this shit doesn't, you can't just make this shit up. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. it came from somewhere. Let's hear number two. Okay. The Skirid Inn will be our next stop. So, the Skirid Inn claims to be one of the oldest pubs in Wales. And the Skirid has stood its ground for over 900 years. The location is known as 
a pilgrim's trail and most likely before even the current building was built an older inn had occupied the same spot years before so regardless of the specifics there's one thing that locals and those who have visited the skirid inn agree on and it's that the skirid inn is one of the most haunted places that exists and the inn stands in the shadows of its mountain's namesake and history records show its first floor was once used as a courtroom and those sentenced for serious crimes and offenses were hanged on a wooden beam by the staircase just outside of the main room. And if you look closely at the wooden beam today, you can still see the markings from the rope. So the holding cell is now a storeroom. And aside from being a courthouse, the skirid also became a rallying point for those involved in the Welsh revolt and supposedly became um, it became a courthouse for the notorious Judge Jeffries during the rebellion. And basically it has a vast history and it's no surprise that the inn and those who stay there report having otherworldly guests among them. Now a little bit about the activity. Judge Jeffries himself has been seen roaming the halls looking for people to condemn, while John Carruther, a convicted felon who was hanged on the property, also shows up from time to time. Another woman named Nanny Price, who died of consumption, also makes her presence known in room three. The owners and guests have experienced objects disappearing, stuff flying across the room, and other reports have been guests waking up in the middle of the night due to extreme drops in temperature and then seeing mysterious faces appear in the windows. No. What do you think? I think no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you staying at the Skirit Inn? Never. (laughs) Never ever. (laughs) That's no, what I Hell fucking no. I'm yeah, not absolutely. staying anywhere where somebody has been hanged. No, that is so brutal. Like, that's not the energy I need in my life. <laughs> what is it with people taking these historically dark places and turning them into fucking B&Bs? Money. <laughs> little suckers like us that are like oh my god that's so interesting I want to go get spooked let me give you all my money to get fucking terrorized I want to stay at the spook house and I will not be satisfied unless a fucking ghost serves me my eggs benedict absolutely <laughs> and massages my feet <laughs> right I'm giving this one nine ghosts. I'm going to give this one an eight. Eight ghosts. Okay, eight ghosts. Are you ready for the next stop? Yes. We have the Akaska Weekly Mansion. And despite being a modern building, 
the Akaska Weekly Mansion is one of the most famous haunted buildings in Japan today. And paranormal experts can't pinpoint any history as to why the hotel would be haunted, but guests have reported so many paranormal incidents on the premises that it's hard to ignore. So, building one of the hotel is especially active and is said to have had multiple suicides, which could be the reason why restless spirits lurk in the building. So, activity. Guests have reported various encounters while staying at the hotel, including seeing entities standing at the foot of their bed while they're trying to sleep, as well as mists in the hallways that disappear into the vents. There are even reports of a woman crawling around the room. Visitors have also reported feeling unseen hands touching them while laying in bed, some of the touches were just simple swipes of the hair, while others were more of a sexual nature. And men would report feeling soft, gentle hands holding theirs. And women would feel rough, manly hands. And one woman even stated that she was dragged out of bed by her hair from an unseen entity. Your thoughts? First of all, I have goosebumps and tears in my eyes. <laughs> oh, when you said that that woman saw, like, saw someone crawling, I don't do the crawling. It shook me. <laughs> I have no words. Wait a second. You know what this sounds like, don't you? Exorcism of Emily Rose, where the girl's bent over backwards and the, what is it, Even the college better. Door? Even better. The oh. grudge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> okay, Tiffany, Tiffany, we've been friends for too long. You know, I'm gonna have to do it now. I'm gonna have to do the grudge mouth thing. Okay, you remember in the movie, she goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know my mom used to do that at night to me when I was in my room alone? Oh, Bobby. <laughs> The fucking grudge mouth. That's just, just bullying. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If this is true, I'm giving the Acosta Weekly Mansion 10 ghosts. I'm giving it 10 as well, especially circling back to the mist disappearing into the vents. I am so creeped out by places that I can't see, um, like those little grates in the road that fucking from it <laughs> clowns in them and i none of the things i can't so you you are scared of storm drains i won't even step on them like eat to this day i will walk around them unless it's absolutely necessary because of it yeah i feel well, like i could take him you know no no <laughs> no well Probably you're a lot smaller than i am you're you're very petite but i feel like i could take him yeah, well, I just panic under pressure. Even, like, I could probably run, but I wouldn't. I would just freeze right there and die on the spot. I know it. Oh, fucking me too. The next stop, Tiffany, on our journey is the last and hopefully the most gruesome of them all. So, let us begin. It's called the Ancient Ram Inn. 
The ancient Ram Inn is said to be one of the most haunted places in all of Britain. The inn has changed ownership several times since it was first built in 1145. But the stories have remained the same. It is said to be haunted by more than 20 entities. Within its walls, they're said to be ghosts, a long history of murder, satanic sacrifices, and even a demonic incubus that lives in one of the rooms. So, paranormal researchers, as well as the current owners of the building, have looked into its history and discovered there could be more than one reason why this fucking inn is so haunted. So, for instance... The inn is built on top of an ancient burial ground. Satanic rituals and even human sacrifice took place in the area that have been historically documented. And on top of that, the building lies on an intersection of a ley line that stretches all the way back to Stonehenge. So for those who don't know, a ley line is an alignment of unique and significant man-made structures like the Pyramid of Giza and the St. Louis Arch, so on, so on. And basically, these invisible lines run straight across all important ancient structures from around the world, connecting them to an unseen power source of energy. So to name a few more places that that are on ley lines, Pumapunku, Easter Island, and Anchor Wat are all located on ley lines. And the fucking ancient Ram Inn. So that says enough in and of itself. But now you think about that. In comparison to the other places I mentioned, Pyramids of Giza, Easter Island, Pumapunku, the ancient ram in give me a break so from my research these ley lines are a nexus of converging energy that can be used to open portals like the saint louis arch which is a demonic gateway a little bit about the activity so when you enter the first room that greets you is the men's kitchen The current owner first used this as a bedroom, and when he moved in on his first night, he was yanked out of bed by an unseen entity. And you can also hear cries of a baby in the room as well. So why is this going on? Well, the current owner decided to let ghost hunters excavate a portion of the floor, hoping to find a cellar, but instead they discovered a grave containing a woman and a baby's remains under the fucking floorboards. So, alongside the bones were broken iron shards, which, when examined by the Bristol Museum, indicated that they were most likely used in a ritual sacrifice. This is stuff you can look up, Tiff. I'm tell- This is all real. So, moving on. The next room is called the Mayflower Barn, 
where one member of a film crew was thrown to the floor and then beaten and kicked by an unseen force. And it wasn't the first time that had happened. So people have seen entities rising up out of the floor, all everything you can imagine. And then the next room is actually called the witch's room. It is called this because it said this is the room where a woman who fled a witch trial sought refuge. She remained hidden in the ancient Ram Inn until she was eventually captured and killed. And she is said to haunt this room and has mostly been seen standing by the bedside. But last, and certainly not least, is the Bishop's Room. It is said to be the most haunted of them all, and most guests cannot stay the entire night in this room. Most claim to see spectral monks, a black dog, and even a woman hanging from the rafters. And this is the room where the succubus and the incubus inhabit. And it's known that they climb into bed with the guests. So the ancient Ram Inn is no longer an inn or a B&B that you can stay at and the doors have been permanently closed. Your thoughts? If something got into bed with me, I would have to burn my whole house down. <laughs> that is not okay. And so much talk of like everything's happening on these burial grounds. There's so many dead people underneath you at all times and then demonic, the ritual demonic dark energy ritual sacrifice yeah sitting on top of a ley line which bitch. I'm sure we could dig way way deeper into that's just bitch okay so let's talk about what the possible connections could be first off the name ancient ram in the ram represents baphomet who is a demonic deity mm. also was used by alistair crowley who was the grand poobah of the oto which is the ordo temple orientis who was from britain where this motherfucker is right a lot, a lot, a lot. Of, okay, and so why is another thing we're talking about witches, demons? So one of the rooms is called the Mayflower. And it's known that the people who came over on the Mayflower were devil worshippers. Okay. Now, this could also be connected with the royal families in some kind of way because it's where it's located, among other things. But... There's this new show on Netflix. Have you seen it? It's called The Sandman. I have not. It's weird because it mentions Aleister Crowley. It mentions it mentions a lot of demonic ritual practices, okay, basically. And it's filmed in Britain. It's a British show. And then we have like this ancient ram inn that has demon all over it. And actually when I watched Sandman, I was trying to decode it. You know how I do and, like, pick out pieces, bits and parts and, like, 
figure out what it all means. It all goes back to Satanism. But when I was reading this story, for some reason, some of the episodes in that show made me think of this ancient Ram Inn. And it's like I said, is everything based on truth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm giving this 10 ghosts. I'm giving it actually 12 ghosts. Yeah, we could bump this one up to 15. This is just very dark. Very this dark is, stuff. This is, this is 20 ghosts. Ah, what's that movie? 13 ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is 13 ghosts for me. Absolutely. It has to be an odd number because that's, you know, demonic. Yeah, of course. It's 666 ghosts for me. <laughs> Done. <laughs> So, what do you think, Tiff? Are we living in a haunted realm? Are we living amongst the dead? Are there portals to the unknown? Where are you? Absolutely. I think there are many portals. Um, I think ghosts and spirits are all around us. And we don't even know it. Which actually brings me back to The Haunting of Hill House again. Which, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Um... They don't even know that they're encountering these ghosts when they first move into this house, which I know is fiction, but imagine it actually brings me back to the story you were telling about your cousin and how that old lady let him into the house. And he would, you can't make that shit up. I mean, it it's there. It's there if you choose to see it. And for the listeners, Tiffany and I spent many many nights together in the house that i talked about in my haunted history oh yeah i slept in the bed with you and your mom every single night that we were there you definitely did and we used to build forts in the basement um because we have a sick sense of humor obviously but tiff did you ever see anything there did you ever get a weird feeling was there ever anything I only ever had a weird feeling in Mama's living room. That was the only room that really did it for me. I didn't like to be in there, like, without you. If you went to the bathroom, I was waiting outside the bathroom door. <laughs> yeah, come back. Because I had to... that feeling. It was just some, yeah, it was a vibe. It was, something was off in there. Did you sure. ever go in Mama's room? Hell no. <laughs> okay, because her room was, like, the living room times ten. No, I did Was hers on the far right end of the hall? Far yeah, right. No, never went in there. No. Hell no. I would never go in that room. No, I could never make myself go in that room. But my bedroom was right across the hall. I was just going to say that. Like, we're right there. And the hall mm-hmm. wasn't very wide. No. So, have you ever encountered a spirit? outside of mama's house like anything have you ever had like that come to jesus moment um so actually not very many times that at least that i have been aware of um but actually at work in the dock office where we keep all of the picture tags there are shelves and our dock manager actually passed away not at work um but we like to think that he haunts the place because we'll be alone. Like, it'll just be me and Jessica in there and tags on the other side of the room will fly out of their cubby hole. And we're like, okay, like, let's put this back. We just kind of talk to it like, all right, you're funny. Like, go oh, home. shit. See, so, I yeah. couldn't work there. Yeah. But I guess, I guess, you know, 
to try to explain it to somebody who doesn't believe in this stuff, it's almost like you'd have to be there. It's it's just you have to see it with your own eyes almost. Yeah, especially because a lot of the movies and stuff, it, it has to be exaggerated to sell it. I mean, if that was based on me, you wouldn't have a movie because the first thing that happened, I would be out of the fucking house. But, like, obviously, in the movies, they have to stay so you can see what happens in the house. But, yeah, you, you just got to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to the first or one of the first statements I made when we got started was people think they've just sniffed some bad fucking gas in their house and this is all hallucinations yeah and for for that i say my ass you know like you can't explain all of these away with a gas leak and for that i say you're brainwashed by society and you need to open up your mind (laughs) 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 and all right, are we sticking with The Orphan for your favorite scary movie of all time? I knew you were going to bring this up, Julia, and I was thinking about it in the shower. <laughs> okay. I think I have to actually change it to The Exorcism of Emily Rose. That is probably my all-time favorite horror movie. I've seen it 10 million times. It's just as creepy every fucking time. It's, it's a solid one. one of the... Okay. Remember how I said in our episode together, Sugar Spice, Everything Conspiracy? I said it feels like it could almost really happen to somebody. Yeah. I looked into it, and the exorcism of Emily Rose is based on a true story. And what happened to that girl was almost exactly what they portrayed in the movie. And that's just so real and so scary. Like, at any moment. that is what I have to say. Fuck all of that. Yeah, all of it. Especially the bending over backward part. (laughs) And honestly, not even a scary movie, but have you seen Legion? (laughs) I was obsessed with that movie. I mean, it's everything I love. I mean, we got Archangel... What, what was his name? Gabriel? I think so. I'm terrible with details. Because Michael is the, the douchebag at the end. Yeah, so he's Gabriel. And that little old lady with the shark teeth. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like... And you would be like, oh, I could take an old lady. You can't. Not this one. No, not with the sun downing and the fast movement and the crawling and bending and... Oh, no, no, no. Ooh, speaking of sundowning, did you watch that M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Was it The Visit? Visit? Yeah. Oh, my God. Aside from the fucking grandpa having, like, a depository of shitty diapers... He was hiding away. The grandma has sundowners. Yeah. Which to me, I feel like if you've got dementia or something like that, you've got sundown or whatever. I feel like you're an open vessel for something to jump in at night. Yeah, because you're not you're not in control. You're just there, you know. And that is so sad. Honestly, that movie, I now have a fear of old people. <laughs> like, 
don't come near me. I've always had a fear of old people. I might not even be able to handle myself when I get old because I hate old I'm going to have to remove all the mirrors from my home. Oh, I can't do old people whatsoever. I can't do old people whatsoever. It's so, it's like the look in their eyes is gone. They're like blank. And you not all to, the old people, but... Uh, any of the ones that, that get put in like nursing homes because they have like Alzheimer's dementia, you go in one of those places. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it's the weirdest feeling. It is obviously like you, you're visiting your loved one and you're like sad for them and you know them, but like the other people in the room? Yeah. Two of my great grandmothers actually had dementia. They ended up in the same nursing home. So we, I only went to visit them one time and they didn't even know who I was. And I felt so weird in that place and I never went back and I'm probably real sorry grandmas, but I just couldn't be in there. Uh, the stairs, the people, they're just sitting there staring at you and like, they look through you. It's so Yeah, crazy. yeah, because I feel like they're empty vessels. Right. something else. But that's of course just a speculation, but there is a feeling when you go I would I bet you fucking nursing homes are one of the haunted most haunted places yeah because all of those they don't leave there they die no. there unless they get like transferred to a hospital but I don't think that they would no I would say probably nursing homes are more haunted than morgues funeral homes like I bet you nursing homes yeah they catch a body like every day in there and it's like walking demon possession. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Which is why I feel like, have you ever met a nurse that has worked at a nursing home? They're assholes. I actually don't think I have. So let me just tell you, they're all fucking assholes. Maybe it's because they change diapers and do stuff like that all day and like feed grown people. Like that's a really hard job. You're choosing to do it though throw that in there (laughs) find a new job if you don't like it don't be a bitch karen (laughs) you're choosing to do it so but they are all assholes and i feel like you know if that's the last person i encountered right before i died was just an asshole nurse who was yanking my catheter around and like there's not like wiping your ass properly leaving just enough shit in my booty crack so it's itchy and i don't i can't i don't even have the 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 facilities to itch it like right. that's that's my faculties to itch it, but um, yeah, no, Tiff, we, we're in we're living in a haunted dimension, I would say, very awesome. much so. Yeah. And um, any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, just that I will never be going to any of those places. <laughs> um, I'm gonna look up some more places just to creep myself out to top off the night. <laughs> Is that just what I'm into? Yeah. And you have a little pumpkin pillow behind you. Oh my god. All my Halloween pillows. Oh. It is, I told you, September 1st, I'm immediately decorating for Halloween. I'm ready for my sweaters and my pumpkin spice. I'm a basic white bitch. What can I say? But I'm a cool one. You know what? You know what? And I just remember all the reasons we were best friends as kids because we're like the same fucking person. But literally i mean there's a lot of demonic stuff and dark stuff and child sacrifice all this 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 is horrible right this is awful but there's never gonna be a a day when i wake up and i go i'm not doing any spooky stuff anymore i'm not celebrating halloween i'm not that'll never happen 
No. Because it's so, like you said, it is a basic white bitch thing to do. To go get me a pumpkin spice latte and go get me some new spooky decorations. Put them up in the place, you know, do all my spooky stuff and like watch Halloween Town, all these things. Go to like a a ghost maze, corn You know, fuck a corn maze. Mm-mm. <laughs> You're not doing the corn maze? No. But like, there's there's got to be a part of you that recognizes that watching Halloween Town and decorating your house with pumpkins and loving fall is a completely separate thing than ritualized sacrifice of of human beings, children, and like all this witchcraft and the dark stuff that people are really doing. That that that's completely different than what you and I are talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's on a whole nother level. I mean, you can't compare it. Mm-mm. No, no. So I just want to say that too, because I do expose a lot of that stuff on my show. Mm-hmm. But you can still celebrate Halloween. I mean, yeah, give me a honestly, break. That just stems back to doing what makes your own soul happy. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to get a pumpkin pillow, get a fucking pumpkin pillow. Who cares what anybody else thinks of you? You can still you know do whatever mm-hmm. just do what do what you want to do yeah and i mean my thing is like i'm not out here doing any of that stuff you know i'm no, not out we're here sacrificing people <laughs> no we no. didn't do seances in your grandma's basement hell no so like basically what i want to say to like as the takeaway point is um i love halloween and it's nostalgic. I think it's nostalgic for a lot of people, like going trick or treating as kids, getting to dress up, doing these things, pumpkins, and like all that. It's nostalgic. It makes me think of my mom. I love everything about it. And you, for the listeners, you knew my mom very well. And she, you were basically like her other kid because you oh, never yeah. left the house. You like just came over one day and never left. <laughs> And so, yeah, I I think you can still find simple pleasures in life and expose darkness at the same time. So, yeah, you have to, or like, what are, what are you left with? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, what are you left with? But no, okay, so thank you, Tiffany, so much for agreeing to come on. I love you too death will probably be buried in the same grave plot all of that we're <laughs> together forever i love you and you're off the grid so no plugs or anything like that but um yeah thank you so much for coming on and to all my listeners we'll see you on the next one and happy halloween